Hi, welcome back to Hop Editions at Hop Cartel. I'm your host Mick, and in this episode we're going to be discussing what we've been up to in the last six weeks or so since the last podcast. In particular, we'll discuss the brews and experimental things we've been up to in that time, also discussing a little bit of a win I had through a local home brew or not so local to myself it's further south from um, New South Wales but I had a bit of a win with a, uh, a recent raffle those guys done also we'll do a quick beer review uh, Murray's Yellow Submarine New England IPA and I'll discuss a little few other things in between um, this will probably go off on the tangents of different topics but we'll try and contain that to those topics I've just mentioned and we'll go from there and so starting off we've been in brewing a fair few experimental brews um, a few pimped out um, fresh walk kits um, not sure which one I discussed in the last uh, episode um, but we've done two, I think two in the last six weeks as well as all the experimental stuff in between the most recent fresh walk kit that we've done we've gone off the path a little bit we've gone with a different brand this particular brand is one made by um, Tin Shed Brewing in the Hunter Valley uh, I believe they're from Dungog or somewhere like that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it was their traditional old ale. Uh, their kits come in a 20 litre drum opposed to the kits that All In Brewing make at 15 litres. So you do get the opportunity with the, uh, the All In. They're at a high um, starting gravity um, that you can afford to, to add a little bit of water from 15 litres up to 5 litres with their kits whereas the Tin Shed Brewing ones um, come ready at 20 litres so you can, um, I guess you could probably up them a little bit add some extra fermentables and extra malt, extra dextrose to try and um, bring it up if you wanted to go from your 20 up to 23 litres some might go to 25 um, depending on what they want to do with the kit so you can build on those fresh wort kits um, and it allows you to start off with a quite reasonable pretty good um, wort or wort, however you like to pronounce it, and you can build on that um, through dry hopping or um, extra fermentables, as I say, which is what we've been doing. Um, been lucky enough to get hold of some of the recipes that one of those particular company uses for some of their kits. Um, I managed to worm my way into f finding out some of those recipes, so that's quite good. So that's uh, the ones that I have the recipes for are the ones we're working on. Um, try and uh, build on those and get some, not necessarily improvement on those kits, it's just our own spin. Um, and basically, um, we'll play around from, from there. So, we've done a bit of a spin on the uh, Tin Shed Brewing one. We added some extra chocolate malt, we added some extra. Um, 
bitterness to it um, maybe a little bit too much went into this one but that's okay it's going to mellow out over time um, it's not something that we're going to consume pretty much off straight away we're creating a couple of beers that we want to to mature maybe till next winter um, the other one being the fresh walk kit done um, made by uh, all in brewing company um, their widowed butcher um, Russian Imperial Stout we also done a little bit of extra on that one um, not to increase the um, the alcohol or the starting gravity um, they do come in at a standard uh, 1088 uh, for a 15 litre brew and we just went from 15 up to 18 litres so an extra three litres of water and a little bit of extra dextrose and um, a dark malt to to improve on that um, that that in particular the extra uh, addition of water um, we had to compensate I guess we don't want to bring it down too far so um, and so those two are in the mix we've just bottled the traditional old ale which we've renamed um, rustic um, brown ale and the Russian Imperial uh, which we will rename not sure what we're going to name that one yet but we will rename that one for the labels that go onto the bottles um, send a few samples out to to um, our fellow brewers um, get some feedback on those uh, the other things we've been doing we've started another chili mead um, I'm staying away from the, the the lightly spiced the fruit and traditional meads um, it's not that I don't like them I just don't get that same sort of um, excitement from brewing them that I get with doing something that's outrageous like a Carolina Reaper mead uh, which is the current one we're doing it is quite hot uh, uh, it's got a, a lot a lot of heat um, some would probably think it's over the top others would say it's undrinkable um, I don't necessarily think it's undrinkable these types of mead that we're, we're experimenting and making um, are ones that we want to be able to um, used to compensate uh, like chili whiskies and chili bourbons and um, um, flavoured bourbons that you get these days um, but a little bit more intense I myself can't drink spirits anymore um, I, it's more of a, a medical thing that I can't do it I cannot drink the spirits so um, we're finding that the meads and the, the, the higher uh, alcohol, high ABV, um, wines and beers uh, seem to be a, a lot better for me. So, um, not that I've gone into a lot of wine making, um, but these particular meads, I, 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 like I say, I get a lot more excitement from brewing those. So that's the current mead. Um, it's only a week and a half, two weeks into. Um, fermenting we're going to mature this one out a lot longer um, as opposed to the fatali mead that was uh, mentioned in previous episodes um, we didn't mature that we were quite um, keen to get it into bottles and, and get it tasting uh, had some really good feedback with the fatali mead and so we've decided to go 
uh, step it up a notch or we'll step it up a hundred notches and go with the Carolina Reaper, world's hottest chili. And um, like I said, we might, might have overdone it with the additions of the chili in this. Um, we used, it was four or five in a five litre brew. We used seven Fatalis in the last one. And we're talking um, Fatalis being 115 to a, a 315 um, Scovilles. Um, the Reaper being <laughs> in the millions, I think they are. Um, yeah. Very, very intense. Uh, very, very hot. Um, way past the Scovilles of Fatali. So, um, yeah, Fatalis is sitting around about the same level as I think it's a Habanero. So, um, it was... It was more stomach, you know, it was more drinkable, better on the stomach, I feel, with the Fatale, but um, like I said, I was interested in doing something, something very outrageous, so um, we've gone with the Carolina Reaper. So that's in the mix. We've got a Midnight Express um, stout that we've done with some leftover ingredients for a while uh, that we had left from doing those pimped um, fresh wort kits so we've just done a small batch of that that is tasting absolutely superb uh, wasn't expecting the outcome of that so we had barrel staves the bourbon barrel staves that have been soaking uh, we had those go into the we had four of them go into the mix so we got a lot of vanilla um, a lot of oak and um, some some raisin flavors coming from that which is quite good so we're going to uh, bottle that one and most certainly going to save that till next um, next winter as well I don't think we'll be cracking that open anytime this year uh, it'll be next year at some stage like I say probably more into the winter months uh, <clears throat> leads me on to the raffle win um, so the raffle was done through a, a a brewing, supply, a brewing supply company called Cheeky Peaks down in Wodonga, um, south of New South Wales, and the raffle was for a starter keg kit. So the keg kit came with a second-hand keg, uh, an entry-level um, premium um, self-closing tap, 2.6 kilogram uh, CO2 tank bottle keg on legs whatever you want to call it um, a drip tray all the lines that you need um, to get started um, the tools um, basically everything for a entry-level startup but in, in pr premium um, premium um, items so uh, um, series 3 keg king uh, regulator. I'm not sure how good they are. I've been reading up a bit on these regulators from Keg King uh, Series 3 in particular. There's a few YouTube videos that go on to show some of them have failures. They don't regulate um, and they just run at full pressure regardless of how far you've got the control tap um, screwed in and out. They don't regulate whatsoever. Um, I've tested mine. Mine regulates. Hopefully it holds up and we don't have any dramas or faults with that. I'm sure they'll be happy to replace it. They're normally pretty good with their products um, um, servicing and stuff like that. So 
that was uh, quite exciting win for me, um, being that I had kegged back in the day. I'd also had a um, a micro, I should say, a nano system, nano brewery, um, three vessel nano that I sold um, in order to get a first house deposit and uh, a lot of other things I sold off so I had to give away the game for a bit but I'm getting back into it now a little bit harder to do when you've got a, a mortgage and um, and a few other demands that come with um, growing a family a young family and um, basically um, starting all over again so we're getting back there where we want to be um, I don't think at this stage I'll ever own a nano brewery again um, that's a little bit out of reach at the moment uh, we've got a few other exciting things happening um, family wise uh, career wise so we're going to be concentrating on a fair bit of that soon um, or con concentrating on a, a lot more than what we have been that leads me on to the <coughs> beer review, the Murray's Yellow Submarine New England IPA. So basically on um, on opening, I'm getting a lot of um, citrus, getting slight lemon meringue. I'm getting a lot of other sort of um, uh, tropical flavours and aromas which is quite good appearance wise we found it's basically a, a hazy IPA it's not what they class as a, a, a typical New England IPA where it's um, consistency of an appearance of orange juice or any other sort of breakfast juice or um, those fruit juices that you get fresh squeezed whatever it may be um, but it's got all that flavor that you expect from a New England IPA which is which is quite good um, I say aroma appearance um, pours a white very thick long-lasting white head um, which is is quite good it, it sat quite well it hasn't dissipated in any way it's pretty much held its form from beginning of the pour uh, right through the um, consuming of that um, that glass um, I wish I'd brought more so I had the one you know, I've gone back and purchased a second one um, purchased a few other things while I was there so we've got a couple of more reviews coming up uh, it's a 7% ABV um, doesn't hide the alcohol very well uh, doesn't it's, it's very so you get a lot of that fruit up front um, and that alcohol really hits the back of the palate and it's quite lingering so it's probably not one that um, people who are overwhelmed by um, a lot of alcohol when it comes to their New England IPAs um, some New England IPAs are quite smashable um, quite easy drinking because they master alcohol really well and um, this one certainly doesn't so if you don't like that residual um, very boozy flavour of a New England IPA or an IPA is probably one this one's probably not for you
out of five, I'd give it a four and a half. Um, it wasn't quite what I was expecting. Like I say, it's quite um, it's quite fusel. Um, it's quite boozy. Uh, I wasn't expecting that from from these guys, uh, especially the way they describe it on the can. Um, but I don't mind that sort of uh, flavour. Um, I can live with that. It's for me, it's smashable. Like I say, for others, it won't be. It doesn't mask it enough for them to be able to enjoy. So, um, if it had ex- explained itself on the can before opening to be um, a boozy, fruity, tropical New England IPA, and I'd expect that, then I wouldn't have been. Uh, a little bit drawn back in the in the first taste to uh, probably would have given a little bit more uh, uh, than 4.5 out of 5 other than that a very nice beer that concludes this episode i uh, hope you've enjoyed listening and i'll catch you on the next one cheers